Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Toward Light podcast. This week I want to explore how we can bring mindfulness into the motions and actions of our lives. While I'm talking about mindfulness in motion today, I want to be clear that my bias is that daily sedentary mindfulness meditation is foundational and essential, and that it is that training that helps enhance our capacity to be mindful as we move. This has been my experience, and I know for some folks, accessing a still practice is challenging, and so a mindful movement practice may be your doorway into mindfulness. And if you notice yourself constantly avoidant of stillness, I invite you to explore that. I'm going to talk about three different ways that we can use mindfulness with movement today. First, I'm going to talk about specific mindful movement practices. Then I'm going to talk about ways that we can mindfully move with our daily tasks. And then third, I'm going to talk about ways that we can practice mindful movement as we're interacting with people throughout our day. A reminder that when I'm talking about mindfulness, my definition of mindfulness is embodied non-judgmental awareness of our present moment experience. You may have your own definition or feeling of what mindfulness is. Again, this is where I feel the still practice is important because it helps us identify the feeling of mindfulness, this embodied experience of witnessing our present moment experience with acceptance. I'll begin with three mindful movement practices that we can do. The most obvious thing is walking meditation, which we can do in a formal way, picking a path and walking back and forth. But we can do it more informally and just take a walk. I've found it helpful to walk by myself, not listening to anything, and track where my attention goes. How much am I looking at the ground to make sure I don't trip? How much am I looking at my surroundings? What senses do I seem to be using? What am I not using? What percentage of me is on this walk? And what percentage of me is thinking about the past or the future? I know somebody who does a regular walk every day and for a section of the walk turns off whatever she's listening to for this one 15-minute stretch of beach. And that's kind of her moving meditation part of her walk. So you can do this in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it can be interesting to do a walk you're familiar with, like in your neighborhood, and see if you can notice 10 things you haven't noticed before. Or walking or hiking somewhere where the ground is uneven or there are obstacles to avoid, and see what that does to your attention. There's a place where I walk my dog Buckwheat, and it's pretty covered in dog poop. And so I have to be very careful. And so, so much of my attention is focused on the ground. And I notice what that does to the rest of my attention and to my mindfulness, where my mindfulness is present, where the gaps are. Again, not judging this, non-judgmental awareness, just getting really interested. Exercise is another great mindful movement practice whether it's lifting weights or doing yoga, running, swimming, whatever your activity of choice is, we can be embodied, 
we can bring acceptance in, we can not be judgmental of what may be arising, and we can witness our present moment experience in the body. It can be interesting to watch if we're doing a repetitive rhythmic exercise like running or cycling or swimming, as we connect with that felt rhythm, what happens to the other senses and what happens to the quality of awareness? Does it change? I also find it helpful to notice what happens to my awareness, to my mindfulness when there is discomfort or difficulty in an exercise, what happens when there is ease. Curiosity is such a key aspect of mindfulness. Can we be interested in what happens in our body and our mind while we exercise? Another way that we can do mindful movement as a practice is we can allow our body to move how it wants to move. So one way to do this is to put some music on and just let it sway and bop and move however it wants, not thinking of it as a formal dance or steps that need to be done, but just following the thread of the body. And sometimes music can be helpful to get it going. I go to a class called the 360 Emergence with my teacher, Kate Shella, and there's another teacher, Amber Ryan, and I'm putting their links in the show notes. And there are so many things out there. There are so many ways to help us get in touch with how does our body want to move and can we just honor that and listen to that. Any type of practice where you're naturally following your body's impulses to move in different ways and really listening to and responding to your body is a wonderful way to build mindfulness into your life. Truly caring about your body and placing all your attention on the body and being curious about what the body needs is transformational. Sometimes we can be less structured with bringing mindfulness into motion. So here are some ways that we can bring mindfulness into our daily life. I'm thinking of it kind of around the house, but it could be anywhere. One is we can pick a location in the house where we make the choice that when we're in that location or we're doing that task, that we are going to bring mindfulness to it. So I've had the intention in the past of every time I open the fridge to see if I can be mindful of grabbing onto that handle and pulling that door open. It could be walking through a certain doorway or every time you wash your hands or every time you put your shoes on. But picking one touch point can kind of check in and say, oh, like this is the part of my day where I'm really going to try and pay attention, bring mindfulness, bring awareness, be here. I will warn you, this is very humbling. I have done this many times with different tasks or different locations in my house and Quite often, it'll get to the end of the day and I'll realize that I barely did it at all or I did it once, even though I probably opened the fridge 50 times. So that's a place where we can then bring the non-judgment piece, this acceptance of, oh, this is hard and I'm still going to keep trying. I'm still going to keep connecting with mindfulness. Another thing that we can do is we can do notes around the house that remind us hey, pay attention, or hey, take a breath, or hey, what are you doing right now? Or we can do it as a reminder on our phone, a little reminder that pops up and says, hey, take a breath, or hey, where's your mind right now? Hey, what's mindfulness? Anything that just helps remind us, oh, I'm trying to be here now. And another thing that we can do 
is we can schedule in our calendar mindful moments where we take two to five minute chunks and say, okay, like I'm going to have my calendar beep at me. And when that pops up, I'm going to go to my meditation cushion or chair or spot or whatever, and I'm going to practice mindfulness for a couple minutes just to break the habit of busyness, to break the habit of doing things. Eventually, the goal is that we can weave the mindfulness in naturally, right? But sometimes we need these little reminders to take us out of those activities so we can just settle in with our practice, with ourselves, with our moment. The final category of activities I want to talk about in terms of mindfulness and motion are activities when we're interacting with others in neutral settings. So I'm not talking about mindfulness with loved ones or deep relational mindfulness. That is a whole other series of episodes. But I'm talking about daily interactions with others, cashiers, baristas, delivery people. Here are some ways we can bring mindfulness to that. One thing we can notice is our physical body and the space around us and the space between us and other people. We've gotten a lot of practice with this with COVID, right? Of how do we stay six feet away from others? So what does it feel like to be close or too far away? We can notice who we lean away from and who we lean toward. We can get curious about what space feels like around us and really notice that. Notice where our body ends, where the other person's body begins, and what's in between. We can bring mindfulness to the people that we interact with. What do you notice about the cashier at the store? Are you really seeing them as a person? How much mindfulness can you bring to your interaction with them? As they're doing their job, you don't want to stare at them and be weird creepy, right? But you can also start up a conversation or tell them you like their earrings or whatever the thing might be. But can you notice what's your tendency in those situations? Do you sometimes not even see the person? Can you include them in your sphere of of witnessing, even if you don't interact with them? Getting curious about what it's like to interact with other beings and who we notice and who we don't. Again, with COVID, there's been this big question around who are essential workers, right? And everyone is an essential worker in my book. And I think what's been really interesting for me to see is that even though I feel that way, that I don't always look in people's eyes or I don't always truly see them. And so there's a practice here about how to pay attention and how to notice who's around us. And just side note, there are moments when that's not possible. We're in a rush, we're dealing with something heavy, whatever, and that may not be the place to bring mindfulness. So so do a different practice. That's okay too. And the final one I want to talk about is when you're in line. When you're in line at the store, when you're in line waiting for your vaccine, what do you do? Do you pick up your phone to distract yourself? Are you making eye contact with other people? How do you hold yourself? Several years ago, I got feedback through multiple days in a row 
where I was in a store and I was waiting in line and the cashier or whoever would, would like look over other people to me and say, oh, like we'll get to you in a minute. And I realized that I was holding myself with my hands on my hips or my arms across my body and I had a really impatient posture. I actually wasn't feeling that, but that's what I was presenting. So now I'm mindful when I'm waiting in a line, how am I presenting? How are the people viewing me? How am I feeling? Am I presenting that? Just getting really interested in that. So to review, here are nine ways we can bring mindfulness into our active lives. We can do set mindfulness practices, whether we're walking or exercising or moving and dancing. We can pay attention to locations or tasks in our house. We can set reminders on our phone or leave ourselves notes. Or we can schedule some mini mindfulness chunks in our day. If we're interacting with others, we can notice the space around us and between us. We can notice people, pay attention, be mindful of. And we can do practice in line to notice how we're holding ourselves and what we're doing in those moments. So notice which of these has sounded interesting to you and try one or two of them on and see if they can help enhance your mindfulness. The amount of our day that we spend in formal practice is minuscule compared to the amount of the day that we spend doing activities. So making sure that we're carrying the mindfulness thread throughout is very important. I hope this has been helpful and thank you so much for your practice. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at towardlight108 and the website is towardlight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.